But first, fake your mentor, Action SA chairperson in the Western Cape. How are you doing? I'm well, Kino. Thank you very much. And good morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I, I take it Action SA is going to be contesting the Western Cape, are you? We would like to, um, but the decision lies with uh, the Senate. The Senate is uh, still to make that call in a few weeks' time. Oh, so they, they're still going to make that call in a few weeks' time. So, listen, I mean, uh, we're watching all of this stuff unfolding at Zondo Commission, I mean, what, what are you left with at the moment? Just listening to, I mean, we had Norma Gigaba on, um, when is it, two days ago, was, um, and she was, she was getting really tired, but some massive bombshells being dropped there. Um, we see the president going to be delivering, um, you know, he's not addressed, but he's going to be asking, answering questions at the state capture inquiry. Just uh, well, what is your take on this thus far? My take is that um, when we first blew the whistle, mm. uh, deputy, the current president who will be before the commission today was deputy president. Yes. And if action would have been taken that time, um, a lot would have been saved in terms of um, the resources. We know that uh, the economy is on its knees. It's not only because of COVID, it was mm. already on its knees before COVID because yeah. of corruption mm. and mismanagement of the economy and the state-owned enterprises, etc., etc., and governance issues. So um, it... it, it it, 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 the commission is fine, uh, but it's almost too late. But it's never too late. You can still rebuild South Africa. Yeah, exactly. I so wish we could have done something much, much earlier. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are left. Some people are saying, yeah, but the president was being tactical. But then we look at the ANC now, and you still have half the scoundrels um, in the NEC. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the real point of discussion today. I mean, you, you've had some interesting thoughts around... And, and I say you've had some interesting thoughts, but some people would say it should be common sense, but it isn't within government necessarily because of all these networks of patronage, right? You know, hiring the right people for the job. Some would argue that Singapore is probably a very good example of, of, of how that could lead to a phenomenal turnaround in an economy. What is your take on that? I totally agree with that. And in fact, um, you, you could be a mind reader because I've been thinking of um, proposing that Action SA looks into the Singapore model. And I know that um, yeah. Mr. Bashaba also once hinted at that. So we are in sync. And that is absolutely, absolutely crucial to have the right people occupy the right spaces, not only in government, but in, in industry, in politics, everywhere. Mm. Everything begins there. You need to have people that are efficient. You need, you need to have people that are ethical. You need to have people that are professional. You need to have people that um, know what they are doing, that are qualified for the job that is at offer. So that's, that's the basis point. Hence, Action SA has got one key principle of the seven, which is ethical leadership. That hinges on these um, few th- four things that I've mentioned. But how does one then deal with the political dynamic, right? So you have people that are then 
I mean, obviously people become mayors, they become executive mayors, they become, um, and, and if one goes by what we've seen over the last two decades and a bit, um, all the, the people that are aligned to a political party end up taking the top jobs politically. Some of those jobs are executive. Um, whether people, whether they uh, admit to it or not, you know, so the, the division between the city manager and the mayor is not always as clear as it should be, where the mayor, for example, could say, listen, but these are people that are going to make sure that I'm going to get voted in the next time, so we need to be looking after them. How do you deal with the party patronage side of things that have, that has certainly become a, a very core part of our political landscape? It's one thing to say that this is what we need to do, but technically, how does one manage that? The party patronage is what has brought us where we are today as, as South Africa, where mm. people get appointed to positions because of connectivity, mm. because of um, how senior they are in, in the party structures. Um, yeah. I, and there are many pockets of success all over the world where we can learn from. We, we have mentioned Singapore, but I'm sure Singapore is not the only place. Yeah. We'll have to kill that thing. In FNSA, we, for instance, say that um, we will select people that are best qualified, although you do know that it is the voters that will have the ultimate faith, but yes. we have to check the skill set of a person and juxtapose it against what the deliverables will, will be that will be expected and the key performance areas. We really have to begin doing that as South Africa. And that should not only be the call of um, politics. That should be what's happening in the administration yeah. and in all spheres of, of, of uh, national activity as well. Well, I mean, we, we, we always look, I mean, we look at Singapore and we look at other countries um, and you were talking about other models to look at as well. Now, Ethiopia is fraught with its own challenges. We know that. We see that playing out, um, you know, over our news bulletins, etc., etc. But the one thing you can't fault them on is how they took Ethiopian airlines. Now, some people would argue, yes, it's strategically placed on the continent and that benefits them. But if you look at the lean model that they created, how successful they've been as an airline, right? Um, that is potentially something that, that one, I mean, could, could emulate. I always make a joke and I said, listen, I would rather, if anybody wanted to keep SAA, I would fire everybody involved in it and I'd go and poach Ethiopian Airlines, um, senior management teams, uh, to come and help run the organization. Then the other thing is Rwanda. Um, we can talk about how people disappear in our hotels and we're not going to turn a blind eye to that, but, um, you've got a president there, Kagame, who is, so tech savvy himself and wants to put this little country on the map um, for, from a technology point of view. When we spoke to a tech entrepreneur, he said it was so much easier going to Rwanda to take this, this drone ambulance concept and get it flying, pardon the pun, than it was to try and do business in South Africa and get the same type of traction here. Um, you know, on this continent, what do you, would you agree that those are some of the, 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 the spaces that we need to look at? Most definitely. In fact, uh, you, as you know, I was chairing the uh, public enterprises portfolio. Yes. Committee, and early, early enough, I said, I said to SAA, watch Ethiopian Airlines, because I had traveled Ethiopian Airlines when Ghana turned um, in independence. Mm. They had invited me and I spoke there in their uh, parliament, 
and I had traveled Ethiopian airlines going and back. Already there were signs that it's going places. And already I said SAA would have to partner and look at Ethiopian airlines. And today they are where they are. SAA is non-existent. It defunct its uh, black hole into which government comes money. Coming to Rwanda, uh, Rwanda's e- e- economy, if you look at how it grows, um, we were supposed to have been a, fast, a, 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 a growing economy. We no longer growing. Mm. Um, I think there was a point, I don't know, I have not checked recently, but there was a point where Rwandan economy was growing in a double digit, like 10%. It might be below that right now, but sure. As you compare it to South Africa, they are doing a great job. Those are pockets of excellence that we need to learn from. We don't all of, all of the time have to go to the West go and learn what is best. Yes, we will do that. Mm. But uh, Singapore, Rwanda, Ethiopia, uh, Japan well, to a certain extent. There's also, I mean, there's Mauritius. I mean, there's a, you know, we always talk about the continent and how, <laughs> how terrible it is on the continent. But if you look at Mauritius and if you look how easy it is to do business there, uh, I remember chatting to their board of investors, for example, uh, the chairman, Harry Krishna, I think it is, his surname was, uh, or still is. And he said, you know what, it took us 30 days to have legislation passed through parliament to make us more competitive because we had been, um, we've been slipping in the rankings. Um, and yeah, okay, there are five people who live in Mauritius compared to South Africa. But whether you have 50 million people or 1.3, 1.4 million people, the processes don't change. Exactly. The, the important processes for five people and for 50 million people, sorry, the principles are the same. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. There was a, a time when I was saying to, when I was still a, a member of the ANC in Parliament, when I said, and one late stalwart of the ANC was also very adamant about that because she was a representative of the ANC in Mauritius for a yeah. long time. We said, let's let's share ideas, let's do exchange programs, let's let's go and learn from Mauritius. But we are forever thinking that we must wear the Western cap in order to look smart, in order to plan mm. and and to to learn um, effective models. We we can look in the continent. There is a lot of pockets of excellence to learn from. Absolutely. Now, thank you very much. It was a short, but I think a good interview. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm sure you want to check out the State Capture Commission as much as we do. <laughs> so. yeah, definitely. I would like to speak to a producer of APIS, you know. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Thank you, Mentor. There, of course, Action SA chairperson in the Western Cape. And your time now, 10.19. And my producer will be chatting to Fakey Mentor.